Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're replaying a recording with special guest Gene Guarino. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you'll know that we're developers of assisted living facilities. Gene was the founder of the Residential Assisted Living Academy, which has served as a source of momentum in the development of residential assisted living product in the marketplace. Well, sadly, Gene contracted COVID-19 several weeks ago, and this week, Gene Garino lost the fight against that infection. He's no longer with us. Today shows a replay of an earlier interview with Gene as a tribute to him and for all that he's done in the world of senior housing. Gene, you will be missed. Here's my conversation with Gene Garino. Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash, and this is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. And today we have a great guest. We have none other than Gene Garino. And Gene is an educator, an author, a speaker, and he invests in residential assisted living. He's an expert and I'm so glad to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Victor. It's great to be here. So, Gene... Most people, when they're you know six years old and the elementary school teacher is asking them, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm guessing you didn't answer residential assisted living. What was your answer? Well, I wanted to grow old at some point, but I wasn't thinking about it when I was six. So what's the backstory? How did you get, how did you get from, from there to here? You know, it's funny because when I was 18, that's when I did my first real estate. I bought a home that we used for a business and... Here I am many years later, and I'm doing one thing, and it's residential assisted living, turning homes into the old folks' homes, as we used to call them. So many of the assisted living facilities out there, I call them like a hospital with a better paint job, and what you develop is not that at all. Tell us what's what's different about this. What's unique is I think when people think about assisted living, they think about a hospital that's been converted or a, an old folks home. It's You can smell the neglect as soon as you walk through the front door. So I want people to think about a nice home, a residential home that's been converted. And instead of a, a family living in there, you might have 10 seniors who are there and they're each, uh, they have some level of need, some care. But the bottom line is it's a group home for the seniors. And it's a situation where they're paying a lot of money to be taken care of. And it's a very profitable situation but we can also help a lot of people. A lot of people think that assisted living is extremely expensive, but compared with, let's say, having round-the-clock care in your own home, it's actually quite a bargain, isn't that right? That's absolutely true. I have people all the time saying, we used to have somebody come to the home, take care of mom and dad. That could be fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a month. The average person in assisted living is paying about $4,000 a month, but we actually work with private pay, so it's four, five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a month. Still less than paying for somebody to come into their own home. One of the things that I, you know, for example, um, my wife's mother was in was in a long-term facility, and the thing that we noticed is the ratio of patients to caregivers made no sense. The quality of care she was getting was dreadful. Tell us a little bit about how your product and what you teach is a little bit different. Really good point that you brought that up, because in a big box, as I call it, a big box facility, 100 bed. 300 beds, the ratio of caregiver to to residents itself could be 20, 30 to 1. And when you're in a home, we teach and we show people to do 5 or 6 to 1. So the ability for somebody to develop a relationship and get the care they need in a small home, where we are so much, uh, I just have to say it, better than the big box facility. Now, the people that go through your program, how many of them would you say uh, are looking just to do one or two homes where they own or operate? versus scaling up and having something that's, let's say, more professionally managed? 
We have all kinds of people that come in, whether it be a real estate investor that just simply wants to lease the home to an operator. We have people that want to be the operator as well as the real estate investor. That's kind of primarily the market. And then we have the people that are thinking much bigger. I don't want to do one. I want to do 10 or 100 because then they're going to package it and sell it off to the big guys and really cash in big. Now, you know, the rules vary from state to state, and I imagine the type of product that you can deliver varies from state to state based on those regulations. Are there any areas in the United States where it works or doesn't work? What, what, what have you learned as you've gone through this process? It is exactly that. Each state is separate in their qualifications and requirements, but I would say just in general, if I were to pick some states that are more friendly or less friendly, Texas, very friendly business. Uh, This right here, you can have 16 people in a single family home in Texas. And then you have states like New York, where it's just a pain in the butt to do business, period. Uh, Taxes are higher. And if you're going to do it there, they they put so many regulations on it. You may as well do a 40 or 50 bed facility. Uh, It's going to take just as much energy. And Arizona, we have 10 bed as a limit. California, actually, it's no limit, but most people think it's six because you need a bigger home. You need fire suppression to do more than six. But there are states that are easier to do business in, but there's people aging all over the country, Victor. One of the things we've seen, especially in the big box uh, and in primary markets, I would say that senior housing is generally overbuilt. You know, we're seeing a lot of the the REITs that have invested in senior housing, their, their yields are falling. Um, where are the opportunities for someone in residential assisted living? You know, the concept of the overbuilding, it's a reaction to the underbuilding. When the market crashed, building stopped and people still age. So people filled the open beds. Now, because the money is so good, the big guys come in, they put in billions of dollars into buildings. So we're currently in overbuilt in some markets. But I want you to think about food restaurant. You can have a, a cafeteria and you can have a boutique restaurant, a a restaurant that is a fine dining restaurant. So the homes that we develop are such of a high quality that people want to be there. And there can be a waiting list for it. Even though the big box facility may have a, a nice facility, new facility, but it's 200 beds, they're looking to fill 200. We're looking to fill 10. So in our boutique, in our, in our fine dining restaurant, we can provide a much better experience and make a lot of money. I think the differentiation of the product is the key. You know, if you're in the restaurant business, do you want to be McDonald's or do you want to be, you know, the let's say French Laundry with only five tables and a two-year waiting list to get in, right? Uh, At $300 a meal. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because that is a great example, and yet we don't have to go that unique. Part of the key in what I teach is there's, a, there's kind of a pyramid. I'm, I'm using my hands. My Italian hands are coming out. You guys can't see it on the radio, but... Level one is inexpensive, Medicare, Medicaid. We don't focus on that. Level five is that $300 a meal or twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month for assisted living. So level three, four, upper but not way at the top, not lower, that upper middle income in the right neighborhood is the sweet spot. Now, one of the things that you know we often talk about when we talk about assisted living is the level of care and where it fits in the spectrum between independent living, skilled nursing. Are there specific needs that uh, patients need to be able to uh, you know, fulfill in order to qualify for assisted living? 
Yeah, nobody moves into assisted living unless they need assistance. So I don't want you to think about this as a country club. That would be independent living where somebody's, it's senior restricted, 55 and above. So assisted living is not a nursing home, skilled nursing. So it's not doctors and gurneys and nurses. It's a home, but they do need some assistance. So you can decide as an operator on what level do we want. Some of the people we've worked with, they, they focus on memory care. So their home is a little bit different. The training for the caregiver is a little bit different, but still the need is there. And you can decide if you want somebody with wheelchairs or without, walkers or without, walkie-talkie, uh, pretty much self-sufficient is on the low end. You charge less for it. And then the people that need a lot more help but not ready for a nursing home, you can charge a lot more for it, but it's more stress on the caregivers. And that's the magic of the business. You can you can create what you need to fill the market need. So if folks want to find out a little bit more about some of your programs, how they want to you know, potentially get into assisted living as a business, how do they get in touch with you? They can, uh, let me give you a website, a free training, if you will, RAL101. So RAL101.com. It's a free seven-part training. You can get that. Check it out. Always go to our website at RALacademy.com or call us at 480-704-3065. Well, that's awesome. Well, Gene, great as always to see you. Great to spend some time. Looking forward to spending the week with you on the Summit at Sea. Me too. Let's stay dry and have a lot of fun. Right on. Thanks so much. Wow, what an awesome conversation with Gene Garino. Gene is such a, he's such a great, passionate educator. He, you can tell that he really loves his subject matter. He loves building these homes. He loves operating them. He loves absolutely everything about the business. Assisted living is one of those businesses that's first and foremost a service business. Because it has a real estate component, it's disguised somewhat to look like a real estate business. So you get all of the tax benefits, all of the write-offs for depreciation and so on that you would associate with a rental property, when in fact, the rental property itself represent only a smaller percentage of the overall project. And as Gene said, there's many ways to participate in assisted living, whether it's simply as a passive investor or potentially at the other end of the spectrum as an owner-operator. At some point in your career, you may no doubt face the opportunity to invest or potentially acquire an assisted living facility. Hopefully you enjoyed today's talk with Gene. In the meantime, have a spectacular day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.